Well, grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, this Advent, we're asking the question, who is Jesus? Matthew's genealogy is helping us. So far, from Matthew 1, we've learned that Jesus is the son of David and Jesus is the son of Abraham. That's in Matthew 1, verse 1. And this week, we continue with these verses in Matthew 1, verses 5 and 6. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the son of Solomon. What does that mean? It's easy as pie to begin. It's tougher than nails to finish. Pick your pie. It seemed that easy for Solomon. When his father David died, pretenders to the throne included his half-brothers Amnon, Absalom, and Adoniah. Solomon had them eliminated with the greatest of ease. Solomon's enemies included Joab, Abiathar, and Shimei. They had been slam-dunked, no problem. Anointed by Zacok as the king of Israel at the Gihon Spring, Solomon came out of the starting blocks like a greyhound after jackrabbits. All the money was on Solomon, he the tenth of David's seventeen sons. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 7, Solomon calls himself in Hebrew a Na'ar, just a kid. But we would call Solomon a kid wonder. He spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered 1,005. Solomon described plant life from the cedars of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of walls. He gained control of two main international trading routes, the Via Maris along the Mediterranean coast and the King's Highway that connected Elath to the south with Damascus to the north. The result was, from 1 Kings chapter 4, from Dan to Beersheba, Judah and Israel lived in safety, each man under his own vine and fig tree. Well, this is an Old Testament way of saying that the stock market was up, unemployment was down, and everyone was living high on the hog. Solomon needed no lessons in Greek or Hebrew, no lectures on eschatology or angelology, no fieldwork, no vicarage, LWML problems. He just says, cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Problem solved. Building problems? The scourge of the ministry, he says to Hiram, king of Tyre, my people will talk with your people. This corporate merger brings about, among other projects, the Jerusalem temple, the royal palace, and the chariot cities of Hazar, Megiddo, and Gezer. If there was ever a surefire candidate for the ministry, it was Solomon. For the first ten chapters of 1 Kings, Solomon is awesome. But, in the 11th chapter of 1 Kings, we have these words. Solomon had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. The one summer night, some friends of mine were sitting out in the backyard with their friends, and there was this constant zap, zap, zap. It was the sound of bugs. Bugs hitting a bug zapper. A light attracts them, they fly in and get, well, they get zapped. As my friend, another pastor, sat there, he began to wax philosophical. And he thought to himself, you'd think that bugs would see the tray littered with impulsive bugs. You'd think some bug would say, wait a minute, I'm not going to blindly follow my desires toward that light. But you know what? Bugs don't do that. And you know what? Neither does Solomon. Solomon. 
Forgetting the words of his father David in Psalm 27 verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Solomon flies toward other lights, 1,000 to be exact. The result? Zap! 1 Kings 11 verse 3 says that his wives turned his heart. They turned his heart to follow Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites, and Chemosh, the detestable god of Moab. Zap goes Solomon in all his glory. Zap goes his kingdom. It's cut in two in 1 Kings 12. It's as easy as pie to begin. It's tougher than nails to finish. Like Solomon, we're great at beginning. We begin with unbridled enthusiasm, high energy, and never-say-die attitude. Like hot knives into butter, we tear into new projects, new classes, new relationships. But, as time goes on, we get weary, fatigued, and impatient and bored. Then we zoom toward different lights, dazzling lights, deadly lights, at least a thousand of them. Lights of Pride, power, position, prestige, prominence, even pouting over poor, poor, pitiful me. Then zap goes the joy of our salvation. Zap goes the passion for the lost. Zap goes zeal for the word. We all know what it's like to fly toward godless lights. Suddenly we find ourselves lying in a tray littered with dead bugs. Matthew 12, verse 42 Jesus says, one greater than Solomon is here. That would be Jesus. Jesus is the son of Solomon. But Jesus is greater than Solomon. Jesus was also surrounded by lucrative lights. But Jesus not only began strong, Jesus finished strong. And for Jesus, it was tougher than nails. Because in addition to the nails, there was scourging, Mocking, spitting, beating, slapping, sweating, bleeding, and crowning with thorns. Still, Jesus finished. In spite of his disciples' kiss of betrayal. In spite of his friends running for cover. In spite of his countrymen clamoring for his death. In spite of his father's abandonment, Jesus finished. Look. Listen. The sky is dark. The other two are moaning. There is Jesus taking a deep breath and speaking these words. It is finished. The veil was torn. The blood poured. The curse removed. The sacrifice complete. Death defeated. Paradise restored. Was this a cry of defeat? By no means. Had it not been for the nails, I dare say that a triumphant fist would have been lifted toward the sky. This is a cry of victory. So today, just here, just now, lackluster finishers like you and me get no zap from on high. Instead, we receive the Father's welcome, a shepherd's embrace, a friend's infinite love. If the life of Solomon goes to show it's as easy as pie to begin, then the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus proves that though it was tougher than nails, he finished for us. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run with endurance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the beginner and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, scorning its shame, 
and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. In this cloud of witnesses is Moses. Moses, who registered last for classes and got advanced obscurity, remedial waiting, loneliness 101, and introduction to working for your father-in-law for 40 years. But Moses finished strong. Deuteronomy 34, verse 7. Moses was 120 years old when he died, and his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. Also in this cloud is Joshua, surrounded by ten spies who needed a checkup from the neck up, whose first job was a 40-year stint in the Sinai Desert. But he finished strong. Joshua 24, verse 15, Choose this day whom you will serve, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then these words for the ages. Five times I received from the Jews forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. 2 Corinthians 11, 24 and 25. Paul finished strong. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. The entire cloud of witnesses demonstrates that in the fight between the stream and the rock, the stream always wins. Not through strength, but through endurance. Finishing strong doesn't mean finishing first. It doesn't mean finishing without blood, sweat, and tears. Finishing strong means daily fixing our eyes on the world's only true light, Jesus the Son greater than Solomon. And here is what Jesus promises. He who began a good work in you will finish it on the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.